Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light. Private writings of the Saint of Calcutta. And chapter six continued. I go of my own free choice. On August 8th, 1948, Mother Teresa finally received the news from Rome. Pope Pius XII, through the Sacred Congregation for Religious, had granted her permission to leave Loreto and begin her new mission. Instead of the requested indult of secularization, she had been granted an indult of exclaustration authorizing her to stay outside the Loretto convent for one year or less if a shorter period is sufficient, and to keep her religious vows as a Loretto nun under the authority of Archbishop Perrier. The indult had actually been signed on April 12, 1948, but for reasons unknown, the document reached Calcutta only in August. Mother Teresa had been longing for a positive reply. At last, she would have the joy of giving up all and bringing joy into the heart of Jesus. Before she received permission from Rome, she had foreseen that the transition would not be without pain. The thought of leaving breaks my heart, she had told the cardinal prefect in February. Now the moment had arrived to make the heroic sacrifice, to abandon the security of the convent and plunge into an unpredictable future in the slums. Only to the archbishop did she reveal the cost of the step she was about to take. Loretto Convent, Italy, August 15, 1948. Your Grace, first of all, I want to thank you for all you have done for me to help me to follow this new call. I have been a cause of much extra work and anxiety. I do hope the good God will repay you in his own way. On Tuesday evening, I am leaving by the Punjab mail. All is very dark, plenty of tears. But I go of my own free choice with the blessing of obedience. Please pray for me that I may have the courage to complete my sacrifice as he has given me the inspiration and grace to begin. Please pray. I have very little courage, but I trust him blindly in spite of all feelings. Your devoted child in J.C., Mary Teresa. Yes. In Patna, I shall just be only Mary Teresa. On August 17, 1948, clad in a white sari with a blue border, Mother Teresa, a European nun alone in a newly independent India, set out to begin life as a missionary of charity. 
her lifestyle would be as innovative as the dress she wore. Considering absolute poverty essential to her new mission, she chose to leave with just five rupees. That was the entire capital of this lone woman wearing only a sari, a nun, yet not looking like a nun. Yet her wealth lay in her heart, unshakable faith in God, and absolute confidence in the promise he had made to her two years earlier. Do not fear. I shall be with you always. Trust me lovingly. Trust me blindly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. What does Mother Teresa mean? She has very little courage. She's written the Archbishop of Calcutta many, many times. She's said things to him that require incredible courage. She's suggested things to him, foretold things to him about what he would do. She's more or less written letters explaining how he should do his job. She's written letters to the Cardinal Prefect in Rome. She's willing to write the Pope himself. She wrote to her mother's superior in Ireland. She left her home country when she was 18. She's come to a foreign part of the world. What does she mean she has little courage? What she means is that the task the Lord is asking of her is so great. And the sufferings that she knows will come are so mighty that her soul feels like it can't do it. There's a feeling in her heart of, of falling away from this task. In other words, no saint ever thinks that he or she has done anything in the Lord's service. Because the saints are looking at how much more there is to do. The saints are looking at how much the Lord himself did. The Lord, saints are looking at God's infinite love, his infinite life. And they're seeing the kind of call, the kind of participation, the kind of sharing in his work that they're called to do. And their courage fails. That is, the courage they have on their own. The courage that up until that point they've even shown. Because what now is being proposed is even greater and more difficult. In other words, Mother Teresa did not think that on her own, or even by what God had previously given her, was sufficient. And this feeling of fear, this feeling of the great difficulties that await, and therefore the kind of falling away, which we call fear, that kind of 
shrinking back. That shows us that there is something incredibly supernatural that's being proposed to us. And it shows us that at every step of the way, apart from the Lord, we can do nothing. Our confidence is in the Lord. Our confidence is not in ourselves. And by feeling that kind of fear, Mother Teresa prays even more. She doesn't just pray for herself. She gets other people to pray for her. And this is a very, very good sign that she does not have confidence in herself. It's very interesting, isn't it? That two years after our Lord proposed that she leave everything and follow him, this permission was finally granted. The two years it took for her to work out everything so that she could go to this work not only freely, she was ready to do that from the beginning, but under obedience. And what a blessing that she has to go do this work freely and with the full blessing of the church. So let us ask the Lord in this Easter octave as we get ready for the anniversary tomorrow, April the 12th, of Mother Teresa's letter being signed. Let's ask for a little bit of courage. Let's ask for the courage that's in the heart of the risen Savior. The courage that he had to undergo his suffering, his death. The courage that he has now to overcome all evil. Let's ask for a little bit of that in our heart. And what will help us be courageous is having confidence. Confidence that in Jesus, every evil can be overcome. Every difficulty can be overcome. And how do we know that every difficulty and every evil and every sin can be overcome? Because he rose. He died for all the sins of the world. He took upon himself all the evil and all the sins of the human race. But he rose. He overcame them. They did what they could to him and he conquered them. Nothing is impossible with God. Come, Lord Jesus. Help us to be filled with courage and hope. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.